This podcast is brought to you by listeners like you through Patreon and Coffee.com. Thank you. We're also brought to you by Libris Arcana. Stay tuned during this podcast for more information and promo codes. So yeah, you you see the fancy like sculpted bushes. Uh, you see the fountains. Uh, you also notice that um, every once in a while there seems to be uh, crystal balls on pedestals, like every so often. And um, there's also a few other like weird oddities uh, about the grounds. Uh, let's see, who would know magic the most out of all you? Noxterna, yeah. Uh, Noxterna, you do notice that there are arcane symbols every once in a while on, like, um, columns that just happen to be out and about, not really particularly holding anything up. Hmm, strange. And if you want any more information, uh, you can try to give me our Kana check. Yes, I'd like that. Okay. Nice. You get Ooh. something whispered to you. 22 is an excellent number. At <laughs> off the 15 kick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she would be like uh-huh. over, kind of, she'd walk up close to it and uh, just kind of raise her hand to her face and look closely at the symbols. You said there were orbs occasionally, too? Yep. I mean, if you have in, like, uh, yeah, you can also do, um, either an investigation or an arcana check if you, uh, feel like, uh, there needs to be an inquiry about it. Well, I definitely want to examine the orbs. Alright, roll me an investigation. Wow. Okay, this is when everybody starts doing very well, and I just give away the plot. No. Uh, (laughs) You haven't gotten to me, though. (laughs) So, Roscoe, how familiar are you with uh, magic items? Well, I've probably stolen at least a few. So I'd say moderately. Let's say in a past adventure, you've stolen something that looks a little like this. And in stealing this, you know that they, uh, whoever owned this knew exactly where you were when you had this item. And could track you, and also had a pretty good sense of what you looked like. So it, it might be uh, something to watch people. No, it's definitely something to watch people. Okay. 
Uh, so you all go up the path. Uh, I'm going to say that in the intervals that you were um, coming in, you can see each other. Uh, you guys are, you know, within dashing distance, you know, moving and dashing within each other. So at least uh, 60 feet, if not a little bit longer, depending on who you are. Maybe 50 feet. Yeah, um, and you're all stopped at the door, um, each and one, every one of you, because uh, who who would be the one who knocks first? That would be me, because why not? Well, you are most... Mona and I get there first? Yeah, yeah. technically. Oh, well. Well, no, wait, I got distracted by the orb. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. distracted, slowly dying. Okay. I mean, it would it would make uh, sense that Kiryoshi uh, does not first because he is most familiar with um, the uh, Baron and uh, has, as stated, done a job or two. Um, so there's a knock. There's a little bit of wait. The door first. A panel actually slides down, and you see a face. Uh, the face looks at all of you. Uh, you can tell that it looks much like a um, guard because of the helmet and uh, some of the enamel painting on it, on the helmet. Not the guard, because that would be weird. <laughs> and um, he asks all of you to hold up your invitations. I hold up my invitation. I still hold up my... I'll pull mine out from between my books and show it to him. And uh, he looks them over. He nods. The panel goes back up. And uh, he opens the door to the banner. You are... greeted by a nice uh, foyer, or foyer, depending on how you want to pronounce that. And um, it's a nice tiled marble floor. It has uh, staircases going up either side to a um, mezzanine. Uh, there is a um, full portrait of the Baron and his family. Uh, there are vases and flowers and um, busts. It, it's a very nice posh place. Dante will look around uh, with his old sort of noble heritage kicking in a little and sort of appreciating his surroundings. And then looking the complete contrast of a noble, he'll sort of uncap his little flask and take a little sip. <laughs> Too many memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, reminds me of home. Oh no. <laughs> nice okay um so you're all in here uh there is a guard that is right behind the door um he closes it and locks it up again it seems like security is very secure here and um for those who noticed it beforehand there are once again crystal spheres um, kind of in each and every corner of this room uh, near the ceiling. 
So someone might be a little paranoid. Um, I would advise people to watch what they do. Um, the results might be kind of shocking. Just kind of like take one of my books and try to hold it over my head a little bit after I see all the orbs on the ceiling. Uh, he was sort of looking around and agreeing with the uh, sort of concept of being safe as he walked in. He'll he'll look at the orbs though, and will sort of stare at them for a short time, very confused as to what they are. And then, sort of seeing the, uh, the cleric with the book on her head, um, will pull his hood up a little more, kind of trusting the uh, the more holy of them to have a good judgment on these strange orbs than himself. I am so holy. Such holy. <laughs> <laughs> Much allergy. <laughs> Actually, uh, all of you roll me perception checks in here. Let's see uh, what else you notice other than the obvious things. Oh, so much better. Uh, this time, I'm not paying attention. 21. Next turn out, what... What is um, distracting you at the moment? Well, um, at this time, it would be like you'd see her uh, motion to her face um, and mutter something under her breath, and her form shimmers for just a second and then goes back to the half-elf. Nice. Um, and those who are observant enough, I would say uh, Dante and uh, Roscoe, you, you do see this um, slight glimmer that happens it's weird um yeah and uh roscoe you start noticing like small details uh not only in your surroundings but on your uh i was gonna say teammates but you're not exactly a team right now uh so yeah dante well you already know about your uh friend uh or, I guess friend is kind of a strong word, too. Um, traveling companion, um, Kiriyoshi, you notice that he has a bunch of scars. He's also well-built, um, and, you know, he has a trident that looks um, fancier than usual. And it's kind of weird that a, he has a trident in the first place. Roscoe, you probably notice on uh, Dante the jewels and stuff that are among his... Would you call them rags? I would certainly say they could be called rags, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. I, didn't, I didn't want to say rags just in case. Uh, <laughs> you were like... Uh, it's a freak cheek, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, those hipster monks. Um, All the rage these days. The houses are too mainstream. They have potions and avocado skins now? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um and the rest of you except for Nox Turner who's kind of in her own headspace at the moment um notice that uh there is um gosh what is it called I was doing so well until uh started playing today <laughs> Uh, I'll forget like, how to brain, guys. Just yeah. Go oh gosh. It. Oh no. Um, you notice that there is a lot of gold leaf here. Um, there are just like the fine details that are done more finely than uh, most other places you've been in. Actually, 
Who has been in a manner like this before? Other than uh, Kiriyoshi, because we know he's worked for the guy. Roscoe has. Um, I think Mona would have as well, her, her parents' house. They're, they're pretty well off. Oh yeah, and and uh, Dante's been in fancy places like this too. So oh, yes, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you all, um, except for Nuxter, I start noticing that there, there's a lot of like fancy little details throughout this, and um, you you kind of get the feeling that this person probably lives very comfortably. And um, this is the point where uh, one of the doors on one of the side walls open, and a finely dressed man uh, with a stiff posture posture uh, comes in, and uh, he looks at all of you. And uh, he, he kind of examines everyone at first. And he says, oh, you must be here for the job. Come right this way. And he motions for all of you to follow him. We're going to pause things for a moment and have a word from our sponsors. We're going to pause things for a moment and have a word from our sponsors. Libris Arcana. Do you like role-playing games, but you have no dice? Are you a dice dragon and just need a horde dice? Libris Arcana has you covered. Libris Arcana offers both a monthly and quarterly subscription to get dice. Yeah, that's right. They send you dice monthly or every three months. They also sell individual dice sets and great leather protective book covers for your gaming manuals. Go to www.librisarcana.com. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A.com to find out more. And if you use the promo code SWORDFALLFAN, you get a discount. Look in the description below for more details. And now back to the story. And now back to the story. We follow him in. Yeah, Dante will sort of stagger along, yeah. I'm going to use a second oh. book for covering my head now as we keep going. <laughs> just dual-wielding books. Yeah, Follow just it. in case. Gotta be safe. Mm -hmm. Roscoe is going to offer Dante some support since he's wobbling a bit. 
Thank you. I am. Um, yes, he says and sort of gives you a bit of a very pleasant smile. Uh, my breakfast was rather strong this morning, he says and smiles a little bit. <laughs> oh, it looks like it, darling. Of course. If you want some, I have plenty. It's about all I have, but I've got plenty. <laughs> or maybe later. He smiles and sort of appreciates the support. He's got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the emotional support. <laughs> uh, you are led down a uh, hallway with many doors, and uh, you finally get to a double door. Uh, the man opens it up and leads you in. This is a nice-looking parlor. It has very plush, comfy seats, uh, throw pillows, a bunch of paintings of, you know, things like um, hunting with a lot of dogs and horses. Um, also, a few, like, wall-mounted uh, weapons uh, that look quite exotic. Um, one of them even is um, what's kind of rare in this world, a um, flint flint lock rifle that's mounted and it looks very nice and it's been highly decorated um once again there are more busts in here and uh even a piano um may, may i he says and points to the piano <laughs> and uh the man looks at you and nods would anyone like something to drink Yes. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm fine, darling. Yes. Wine. Uh, okay. Wine? Yes, please. Okay. And um, I... I'm willing to take the share too. He says he gestures to the two that said no. <laughs> For hey. the team. Nods, understood. <laughs> and uh, he leaves. He closes the double doors. And uh, you guys swear that you hear a walking noise behind him. Um, once again, uh, since you're all kind of starting to notice, uh, there are, um, you know, crystal uh, spheres that are put up near the ceiling. And... Um, Yeah, so you start playing the piano, uh, Dante. Yeah. He roll a, yeah, roll a performance check. It's just all the <laughs> one. He thinks he's brilliant. It's, oh, it's very, very avant-garde. Uh, yeah, so Dante sits down, looks like he knows what he's doing until he actually starts playing. Yeah, he'll continue confidently, you know, gotta, gotta stick through. Um, but otherwise, we'll sort of, after a bit of playing incessantly, he'll stop and just kind of go, eh, it's a little different from the flute. Slightly. Less blowing. He <laughs> continues to play. <laughs> oh. Roscoe is still going to applaud. Aw. Oh. Gonna tap the books together to, to applaud. Are you, are, you, are you trying to keep beat? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll roll performance for that. Yes, roll your performance <laughs> for that. Let's see how much worse it can get. Oh, I'm excellent book beat, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, at least, uh, Dante, you are keeping in time because of uh, Mona right now. But whatever you're playing, even though it's like in time and may have like the correct measurements of notes, uh, the notes are just a mess. <laughs> it reminds me of a King Koo bard I met once that uh, sounded just that when he was drunk. That's fair. Yay! <laughs> Gathers that in his own imaginary world, addled by the alcohol that he's got in his system, sort of feeling very happy this morning, and with these very nice new people, he, uh, he feels like he is a, a god of piano and uh, will, will play passionately. Horribly passionately. <laughs> Kiryoshi's just going to admire his confidence. And uh, oh. as, as the performance finishes, he'll sort of stand on the bench and take a deep bow from the waist and then um, sort of half tumble off the chair and then land on his feet and just sort of hold <laughs> his hands out to steady himself. Nice. Um. Uh, can, can you describe the chairs that are around this table that you said was in here? Uh, so the chairs are, um, they're more like love seats, so they can fit like at least two people. Uh, and there's, gosh, about uh, four of them. So you'll, you'll definitely have to sit by someone. Uh, they are plush. They are, um, they seem to have a fine... Oh gosh, cloth. Cloth is the word. They seem to have a fine cloth on them. And um, yeah, uh, if you want any more information, depending on what you're looking for, uh, roll me an investigation to see like make or year or expense. No, I meant, I meant it more as, um, as she sits down, if there's like any pillows or anything like on them. Um, the tail that is not visible kind of flips one off, get it out of the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of the mask. Mm-hmm. Got it. My mind went in a completely different place then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, oh, <laughs> you want to know about the uh, chairs in here? Okay, here's all well, the if they were, I would say if they were like single chairs like you would have at a table, it would take her a little longer to sit down if there was a hole in the back of it. Oh. Now these are these are just uh, couches made for um, non-tailed people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roscoe is going to take Dante's arm and guide him over to one of these love seats. Thank you. Thank you. He says as you sort of lead him to the love seat, and will happily sit down. <laughs> Very kind. Of course, darling. It was such a stirring performance. <laughs> he sort of looks proud of himself and grins and just goes, thank you. I, I'm aware, but everyone else was brilliant too. We all, we all took our part in that performance. And what a beauty it was. Anyone else want to see like, a, uh, like some kind of role to see if he actually sits down? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, she's being guided, and, you know, the, the love suits are big enough, and Roscoe is small enough that, you know, I don't think uh, Dante's going to sit on anyone. So. Well, Roscoe gonna... might. <laughs> I mean, how does, um, how does Dante feel about well, actually, does Dante even know about any of these advances that Roscoe is, oh, um, is having? Utterly clueless. He has no idea what's going on. <laughs> he just thinks this is really nice, and he's really appreciating this, and it's it's really pleasant. He that much like affection, so this nobody nice. has any idea what's going on. <laughs> Curiosity just kind of watches uh, those things with a knowing smile on his face. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So, uh, you wait there for a little bit. And, um, you know, it's, it's the proper amount of time to keep guests waiting. Um, maybe, maybe pushing it to almost unfashionably long, but, uh, finally, you hear um, steps, multiple steps coming toward the door. The door finally unlocks again, and um, the doors open. Uh, two guards uh, come in at first. Um, they have halberds, of course, and... Uh, there's the announcement that Baron Holster is about to enter the room. Curious, she stands out of respect, knowing uh, the Baron. Okay. Anybody else like uh, stand up? Yeah, I will stand as well, being versed in etiquette when dealing with uh, people who believe they're a higher stature. I will certainly try and stand. Well, Roscoe will help him up. Again, he nods gratefully and sort of smiles and then um, sort of just looks over and straightens his back almost comically to look much more noble, um, taking on his uh, original family's demeanor as he looks over at the other person in the room. And then hiccups, ruining the entire illusion. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is powered by listeners like you. Thanks. Please like, comment, rate, share, and subscribe wherever you can. Consider supporting us through Patreon, Coffee.com, or by hitting the listener support button on our Anchor.fm page. Follow and interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Discord. For all these links, look in the description below. If you liked our podcast, consider listening to these other great podcasts. Actual play comedy podcasts are awesome. We can all agree on this, right? What if they're in outer space? Or have a cast that don't take themselves too seriously? If you think yes to any of these questions, 
then you'll love experience points. We're all queer cast playing Starfinder while trying to survive whatever bombshells our GM Miyu can dream up for us. We're an impulsive bunch who like to rush into things, which has landed us into some surprising situations. Have you ever accidentally wandered onto an undead nude beach, woken up on a haunted ship that's about to explode, gone fishing in space? We have. Come join in the adventure as we traverse the galaxy, leaving a trail of pink glitter in our wake. We're a diverse group who have combined our passions for tabletop role-playing to craft the tale of the Adventure Hookers, a band of unlikely adventurers who are in completely over their heads. Listen to Experience Points today wherever you find fine podcasts. Then come say hi to us on Facebook at Experience Points or on Twitter at EQ Points. We'll be sure to unroll the pink carpet and have a cup of space chamomile waiting for you.